My husband says, you know, sometimes you talk too loud. Well, just because that, that doesn't mean I don't need a mic. <laughs> I, was, I was in the airport today and I, I called Brother Marshall and uh, I said, I'm going to Mississippi, pray for me. He said, where are you? I said, I'm, I'm going to Memphis. He said, you're in Tennessee? I said, yes. Well, how come I don't know about it? Because <laughs> he's in Tennessee. I want to also give honor to the church that uh, Brother Marshall is working with and, and, and the church people are here, the first, uh, first UPC, First Pentecostal Church of Lexington, Tennessee. Y'all are here. Praise the Lord. That's right. Lexington, Tennessee is here. My friends are here. I'm so thankful for that. Very, very thankful for that. Praise God. This is a great conference. I want to thank uh, Pastor Vasquez. I, <laughs> I was on the phone with Pastor yesterday because the flight, uh, I was supposed to arrive, uh, take the flight early this morning. It was canceled. You know, a lot of flights are getting canceled because of the weather. And he was so gracious. He said, no, we're putting you on another flight, meaning you're getting here no matter what, lady. <laughs> I don't care what ice is on the tarmac. <laughs> and, then, and then I try to, you know, I wanted to say pastor something because, you know, I didn't want to mispronounce. And he said, well, everybody calls me Pastor V. I said, well, I'm not going to do that. I mean, that sounds kind of disrespectful, calling you an alphabet. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> but anyway, you know, he was so gracious. And, and they did put me on another flight, and I'm here. And um, it's so wonderful. Pastor and Sister Vasquez for organizing this beautiful her conference sister Hughes for helping me get here I have we both have just back and forth done so much of texting and messages I am surprised she still speaks to me <laughs> but she does but a few minutes ago we were praying for uh, a, a young lady here and her name is Shalina 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 yes uh, Shalina and, uh, and these ladies, these ladies were praying with her, and she'd already received the Holy Ghost before. But then come to find out, uh, she wasn't baptized yet. And so I spoke to her, and she said, well, I was already, you know, I, I was baptized. I said, okay. So, and I usually ask people when they say that I've, they've been baptized, I usually ask them a question. Maybe you may not agree with this question, but I usually say, were you baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? And that's what I never ask them whether been baptized in Jesus name because they may not know the difference so they and and so they say and so Shalina said yes I was baptized in the name of the Father I said well do you know what so were the disciples that met with Paul they said John baptized us in the book of Acts 19 he said John baptized us that should be good enough and Paul said well you know what that was a baptism of repentance that was that's great that John baptized you but you need to be baptized by the one who's greater than John. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, surely, right? I mean, we, 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 we pray over our food in that name, or we ought to, you know, our McDonald's. In Jesus' name, let this not make me put on weight. You know, stuff like that. And, and then, and then we, we cast out devils in that name. And, and so everything needs to be... And so when I shared that with her, she just, you know what? She said, she said, I've been wanting to be baptized. 
and I need to be. And so she just got baptized in the greatest name, in, in the highest name. She got baptized. Well, you, you, you did it. You got a hold of her. And there was such a racket over there. I turned, what is going on? And you were praying her through, and she got baptized. Well done, ladies. Always look around. Always scan and look around for those that need the Lord. Don't let's just come to church for ourselves. Let's come to church for those that are not yet born again and need the Lord. Shalina. Shalina, I see you. She's trying to creep back into this. Well, come on. You know, they want to meet the new sister in the Lord. No, no, no. Uh, here. Come on. Like, <laughs> well, do you kind of regret it or are you happy? Come on, you're happy? You're doing good? You cold? <laughs> you're baptized in Jesus' name. Now, yeah, yeah. So you know what you've done? What, what you've done is you've completed the gospel. You've obeyed the complete gospel. Now, you already had the Holy Ghost before. I mean, you, I think you received it several times weeks ago, whatever, and you were born in the, of the Spirit, but uh, you needed to be born of water, so you've, you've completed it, that's it, now you're saved, and you've entered the kingdom, and no one can take you out of it, unless you separate yourself from God, nobody else can, because the Bible said that nothing will ever separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, not the past, not your past, not a devil, not even an angel from heaven will ever separate you from the love of God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's it. You just keep praying, lady. All right. Okay. Well, that, you see, that's what the gospel does. It just breaks everything open, gets us saved. Now, I have a message, and God has given me a message for, for the Her Conference starting tonight. But before that, I want to say this. If you've brought a visitor, if you, that's me. And uh, Brother Marshall is that way too. He's just so focused. <laughs> right, Sister Kim? He's so, over, he's so focused on souls. But um, if you've brought a visitor or... It may not be a visitor. It might be somebody that's been here and visited for a few weeks and, and or part of the church. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, you've not been baptized, um, at the end of this, we want to pray for, for people that we have invited. Amen? I want a bunch of people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and, and to go into the water uh, and, and to be set free and delivered and all of that good stuff. Okay? So, if... How many here you are visiting because someone invited you? You know, someone, you know, 
How many here you're visiting? I know that the Lexington Church is visiting, but how many here you're visiting because somebody invited you? I know what you mean. How many here you 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 have you are visiting, and you've never been to a an apostolic or Pentecostal church? Somebody that anyone here? Nobody. You everybody here has been to an apostolic church. Well, that's wonderful. All right. Okay. Praise God. Healing, empowerment, restoration. That's the theme for this weekend, and that's what we're going to pursue. Healing, empowerment, and restoration. Amen? Yes. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 6. I want to give honor to um, Bishop and Sister Wilson as well. They are great friends. I've known them for a long, long time. Long time. What a beautiful lady. Carla looks just like her mother. I'm telling you, I mean... To, Carla and Jonathan uh, are, are precious friends to me and my husband, and and whenever I see her, I, I think of Carla. You know, there's so much like her. Thank you, Sister Wilson, for being my friend. Second Corinthians ten three through six. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal; they're not humanistic weapons. You know what humanistic weapons are? That means weapons that are, you know, the world tries to tell you that you can fight stuff in your life using human acumen or human thoughts. Uh, and I'm a psychologist, and in that world, there's so much, so much pull to, towards that direction. There is no 20 questions in a magazine that's going to tell me, well, if you fill out this questionnaire and you get five wrong, that means your marriage is out. Are you kidding me? There is no magazine that's going to tell me to quit on a relationship, marriage or parenting or God. Don't be filling out stuff like that. You go to the word. The word says God is our healer. Our deliverer. You fight. You fight. How do I fight? You fight with godly weapons. Weapons that has already been given to you. In the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The word of God. The Holy Ghost. The word of the Lord. The church. Worship. Prayer. Fasting. This is how you fight. You don't fight because it, with a magazine questionnaire. You don't fight by watching documentaries or talk show or Oprah. I know what you're thinking. Why is she up there shouting at us? We're not deaf. Well, because I counsel every day. I counsel people in my office. Every My clients, my patients come. And Monday to Saturday, I'm counseling. And after that, you get so exhausted. I want to come to Mississippi so that I could vent. That's what I'm doing. I'm venting. So you, are, tonight, you're my therapist. Thank you for listening to me vent. I'm just so mad at all the silliness. So I'm standing here venting. Thank you, really bad <laughs> oh for the weapons of our <laughs> I'm glad some people are finding fun for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds that's what we're going to do tonight Okay, 
You cannot be empowered if there's strongholds and junk going on in our lives. Come on. You can't be empowered. You've got to pull it down and then be empowered. That, that's, that's, that's how it's done. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Got to cast down that stinking thinking and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience. I can only revenge whatever the devil is trying to do when my obedience is fulfilled. And that is why the gospel is important, Shalina. When you obeyed the gospel tonight, now, now you can go after him. Mm -hmm. See, when your obedience is fulfilled, you can revenge disobedience. Uh -huh. You may be seated. You're thinking, finally. Uh, thank you for standing so long. A breakthrough. This is what I'm going to be talking tonight. Talking about tonight, the God of our breakthrough. How many here, you want a breakthrough? But you want it to last, not just over the weekend, but a breakthrough that will last for quite a while. Amen? All right. A breakthrough is a military concept. When one army is able to weaken its enemy forces to the point of collapse, a breakthrough then occurs to invade and take enemy territory. Okay, so that means, you know what that means? That means that the invading army, who's the invading army? You, the church. You are to invade, not sit around and wait uh, for people to uh, bump into your life. No, no, you are to go out there and invade communities and people's lives. That, you, that's, that is it. Jesus didn't say sit around and wait for souls. He said go and preach the gospel. So, so the invading army, which is the church, that's you. You need to expect that your attempt to achieve a breakthrough is going to be met with some resistance. People are not going to be easy. You already know that. Family members, friends, co-workers, what of kids, maybe even a spouse. It may not be easy. They might resist you. But then that's when you know you're the invader. That's when you know that you are doing what you are supposed to do. And increasingly, increasingly intense fighting always precedes strategic break. That means if you're in a fight right now, your breakthrough is around the corner. If you are fighting right now, if you're fighting the kids, the spirit that the kids... The spirit that has got a hold of your kids, spirits that have got a hold of your husband, spirits that have got a hold of your community. If you're fighting, then the breakthrough is coming. Amen. So strategic ground is not yielded easily. The devil is not going to give it to you on a platter and say, sure, take Potts Camp or take the surrounding cities. You know, take whatever, wherever you're living. And, and, and sure, it's eat. No, he, he's going he's gonna to fight you. So what do you got to do? Turn around and run? No, you fight back. You say, what, devil? Devil, I've got the Holy Ghost. You don't. I'm a child of God. You're not. I'm in the kingdom. You're not. I know where I'm going and I also know where you're going, Satan. 
strategic ground is not yielded easily. The consistent pattern. If you look at the Bible, the consistent, from Genesis to Revelation, the consistent pattern throughout the Bible is that every significant move of God is preceded by a season of increasing difficulty. The more frustrated you are in your situation, the more frustrated and angry you are in where you're at, it, mean, it only means that you're just about to cross over the threshold into victory and healing and deliverance. So you know what that means? Don't quit now. Don't stop now. No, I'm so don't backslide now. Don't run now. I mean, if you wanted to backslide, you should have done it last year. Now it's too late. I'm sorry, he's closer to coming back than he was last year. So you, you can't backslide now. You missed your chance. And this is, our breakthroughs are always going to be opposed by powerful forces, satanic force, evil. I mean, look around what's happening to you, not just in America, all over the world, but particularly in America because this nation was founded on godly principles. So the devil is going to fight the only nation that is trying to stand for morality and something. Something lasting, something good. It's trying to stand for God. And then there are forces that is trying to break it down, break you down and cause you to miss out on what God has and cause you to fear. And I'm not just talking about fear of, you know, what might happen. I'm talking about fear of what has already happened. In a fear of some dis disease and sickness and invisible virus. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to let any virus change the way I worship God. I am not going to let any virus change the way I worship. I'm, I'm going to stop this this excuse that I don't have to come to church to worship God just because there's a flu going around. There's always been the flu. I'm not I'm not in any way suggesting that you become unsafe and 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 you you know you 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 um, that you don't take whatever precautions you got to take. Well, we've taken precautions for 34 years. We didn't miss church. <laughs> it's so good. In Mississippi, you can say that and get away with it. <laughs> you can't in the, never mind, I won't say where, but... <laughs> Oh my goodness, seriously. Yeah. I've had people call me. Well, I can't come to church. Well, okay. Are you sick? No. She said that other people are. Okay. But, uh, so what are you doing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch it online. <laughs> my new hate word, online. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, if you can go to Walmart where there's more people than church, you can come to church, okay? You can go to Walmart, you better be at church, and then go 
to Walmart. Go to Walmart after church. Go, go, I don't care where you go after church, but don't be using some pathetic little excuse. God is not mocked. Seriously. Seriously. I love these beautiful young ladies. They're all so excited. I was your age once. I just don't remember when. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we easily, we can easily, let me tell you this, okay? This breakthrough thing I'm talking about, this is true for spiritual warfare as well as it is for terrestrial warfare. In the spiritual realm, uh, as opposed to the church, the church is the, I already told you, the church is the invading force. But you know what we can do sometimes? We can easily slip into a circle your wagon mindset. You know what circle your, that means you just pray for your own little world. Hey, there's nothing wrong with praying for your family, your marriage, your relationship, your spouse. Please do that. It's very important. Your children, your business, your finances, your job, your health. Your kids, you, 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 please do that. But there has to come a point that you've got to add to that big prayers. Big prayers. One time, Sister Wilson, one time God woke me up. You know, it was, I don't know what time. Well, I, actually, I do know because I looked at the clock. And, and it was about 4 a.m. in the morning, you know, you know, and I just hated it. Because I don't get to sleep a lot. I sleep late and I get up early. So I don't sleep a lot. And God woke me up for I'm like, Really? And it wasn't the pizza, and it was God. It was, because it, it was so, I woke up, and I couldn't go back to sleep, and the Lord spoke to me and said, pray. And I'm like, but I, I you know, in, there are other intercessors. <laughs> I mean, I could give you their number and address. <laughs> I didn't really say that to God, but I did think it. I, I, I thought about it. I was very reluctant. I woke up and I said, okay. What am I, what am I, I mean, topic, please. And <laughs> he said, yeah, you're the topic. And I'm like, what? He said, yeah, I want you to pray for yourself because, you know, uh, you, you pray a lot about you. You pray about your family, you pray for your, your relationship, your husband. I said, well, yeah, I mean, they're important to me. Exactly. That's all that's important to you. You don't pray for another nation. I said, yes, I do. When? Well, okay. And I do. There are other nations. He said, you don't pray the mind of God. I, you're so stuck in, you need to be okay. You need to have the job. You need to have the money to pay the bills. You need to have, you know, your marriage has to be, yeah, all of that. And I have heard you, and I want you to pray for that, but you don't pray big prayers. He said, do you know that I woke, I have stirred many of my, this is the Lord telling me this. I have stirred many intercessors, including you, to pray for Wuhan years ago, to pray for China, to pray for other nations. And if they did, the things that are happening now could have been averted, but nobody woke up. I'm like, I don't, I don't remember you wake, exactly. You didn't. 
I put China in your heart. You didn't, because they're not your people. You thought they would never affect you. You thought they would never come to your neighborhood. It's come to your neighborhood, hasn't it? Big prayers. We circled, we circled the wagon. That means we, we pray for prayers that concerns our immediate life, our immediate family, our immediate socioeconomic condition. But we don't pray for prayers that are in the mind of God. You know why? Because Japan, who do I, what do I pray for? I'm never even, probably never going to go there. I don't know anyone there or Africa or, or, or Pakistan. Or, why do I have to pray for these places? It's not connected to me. And God said, if you would pray what is in my heart, I would take care of everything that concerns you. Because if you would fulfill my dreams, I will fulfill yours. You need to begin to pray big prayers. Prayers that come out of the box. Prayers that are breakthrough kind of prayers that you think that is not connected to you. It will come to your doorstep. It will affect you. And so I was wide awake now and I went on the ground. My, I, just, I just prostrate myself before God and I wept. That's all I could do. I didn't even pray. I just wept out of conviction that I'd failed him. I said, forgive me. You're right. You have tried to stir me. I was too busy traveling. I was too busy doing what I thought, you know, ministry and speaking and traveling and counseling and, and Bible. But, but you know, I, I just, I ignored your call to pray big prayers. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Whether we're battling for breakthroughs against our own stubborn sin or the unbelief of a loved one, the unbelief of a children or spouse or someone, uh, or whether we're battling against breakthroughs in the missional advance of our church in the local community, reaching unreached people, whether we're battling for breakthroughs, rescuing persecuted believers, orphans, addicts, or the unborn. We are up against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. We don't know exactly what that means except that these forces of evil are strong in the flesh. We cannot take it on. But in the Holy Ghost, through that name, through the blood, we can take it on and more. So this is not the time. Let me... No, wait, this is not the time to get lazy or complacent. This is the time to fight back verbally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, missionally. We've got to fight back against the forces of evil. We've got to fight back through prayer, fight back through fasting, fight back through, listen. Wait, wait, wait. Hey. Now you can keep standing or sitting down or run around. I wish we'd run around. Let me tell you something. Don't be missing prayer meeting. Your church has got a prayer meeting. Got, I need every prayer meeting I can get. I need every church service I can get. If your church has two services, I need every service I can get. Don't be choosing which service you need to come to.
You know, don't don't let pastors or well, there are our morning church service people and and, and those are our night service. What does that even mean? I mean, it's always the 20 people that turn up for prayer meeting, the same old faithful. But you know what? We're not going to win any battle and we're not going to get any kind of breakthrough if we ignore what God is trying to do. Well, I'll catch it online. You're not going to be saved online. Man, I'm going to get a lot of nasty little tech. No, I'm just kidding. What do you mean? Um, if I'm not encountering opposition, it's likely that I'm not attacking a strategic location. That means that if, I'm if you're encountering opposition, you're attacking a strategic location. The devil is opposing you because you're, you're doing what is right. You're, you're, you're doing what is strategic. You're exactly where God wants you to be. But instead, we're so inward focused rather than be God focused that every time there's a problem, we lose it. We freak out. We lose it. We think God hates us. Everybody hates us. We're going to have to crawl into something and stay there. No. When you are attacked, you've got to have a mindset that's saying, God, I am attacking the devil. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. But if I'm being attacked, if I'm being resisted, I'm doing something right. We've got to go back to that mindset. Enough of this pity party. Because where? Where the enemy is fortified, there's going to be a fierce fight if we're going to achieve a breakthrough. We're going to receive volleys of flaming darts. Anybody here has received flaming darts or it's just me? Anybody? Come on, wave your hand. Yeah, wave your hand proudly. You know, uh, 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 Paul, Paul said, hey, I glory. I glory in my weakness. I <laughs> Wave. Say, I've received flaming darts. I've received challenges. I've received stuff I can't even handle. But I know I'm in the will of God. I'm making a difference in the spirit kingdom. In the spirit I may, because I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Uh-huh. I'm still standing. I mean, you're here. Friday night. Could be anywhere else, but you're here. Okay, so if you've been attacked and you're here, despite the fact your family or you, your finances, your health has been attacked, or you may have lost a loved one. I've lost several loved ones during this pandemic, epidemic, whatever. I've lost some loved ones. I've lost some friends. They've died. But you're here. I'm here. So we're going to be okay. We're here. It's not taken you out. It's not affected. It may have affected some, some things, but it's not affected your faith enough for you to just stay away. Right? But there you go, devil.
And where the enemy is fortified, you're going to receive flaming darts. You're going to be attacked on the rear. There will be spies in the camp. There will be jeering and intimidation accusations. But let me tell you something. You're not going to give in to it. What you've got to do in order to, first of all, be empowered, the first step is that if there's sin going around in our lives, knock it out. So, knock it out. Just say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's it. It takes about three and a half seconds to make up your mind about that. Yeah. You don't need a one-hour prayer meeting to, I mean, if you want to, that, that's fine. You know, but it, 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 your, your, for your, your mind, your decision, your mental decision to knock sin out of your life, you can do it right now while you're sitting there and listening. You can say, you know what, God? I'm going to stop that business. I'm going to stop that. And, 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 and if I fall again, you're going to help me. And, and then I'm going to stop. And then if I fall again, you're going to still help me. See, uh, you're going to help me as many times as I fall. Because you're a merciful God, you're going to forgive me and help me as long as I keep running to you and as long as I keep reaching out for you, then I'm going to walk that path straight and narrow. No matter how many times I fail or sin or fall, I'm going to keep reaching out to you because you will save me. You, uh, I cannot save myself. You'll save me. And so tonight, it's 8.35 tonight, this is a call for holy determination. This is a call to keep coming to church. Don't let the sickness and disease keep you away. Be safe. Take your precautions. Wash your hands. Take a shower. They make a big deal out of washing hands. I take a shower every day. I do more than washing hands. Are you washing your hands? <laughs> There's no billboard saying, Are you taking a shower? <laughs> Just keep doing what you've always been doing without somebody advising you to do it. So, you can tell I'm mad, huh? I am. I sit in my office and I listen to all these people giving me excuses why not to go to prayer meeting with more than 40 people. I can't go to church. There's more than 30 people in the church. Okay, sit at the back. <laughs> sit in the foyer. That makes you feel safe. But go. Don't forsake the assembling together of people of like faith. But I didn't make that up. Je Jesus said That's the Bible. That's the word of God. I didn't come up with that. Don't, don't let all of this change the way you worship. Don't, don't get into a habit of, well, now I've got an excuse. No, you don't. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to get lazy or complacent. And some, some breakthroughs are achieved, you know, kind of quickly, but some require long, persevering endurance. Either way, either way, all breakthroughs require determination to keep up the assault.
that means you got to be awake. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking about just physically. You got to sleep for whatever. But you've got to be spiritually awake. Oh, no. You don't have to be devil focused, by the way. Be God focused. Okay. So what, that, what does that mean is that, you know, if you're God focused, you're walking. You're walking. You're walking with Jesus. Devil comes. Okay. And then and the devil comes. And you keep walking. You don't stop and have a conversation with the devil. No. So what are you doing? And, and what's your name? And what is your favorite color? No, no, no. You don't, you don't engage in any kind of conversation with the enemy. You engage in conversation with Jesus. So you say, Lord, I love you. I love you. Devil, come. Lord, I worship. Devil, come. Lord, I worship you. I follow you. The greatest God. You are great. Oh, Lord, the devil, come. That's it. You, you keep, you keep just, that's it. That's what you do. The, hey, 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 devil, go. That's it. That's what you do. You just, that's what you do to the devil. God, you engage. You worship. You walk with, devil comes. You don't, you don't spend, you know, 45 seconds with him. Three at the most. Get away from me, devil, in Jesus' name. I'm not going to even engage in one hour of binding you. You already bound. A few months ago, and I'm closing with this story. A few months ago, God showed me something I was, at, uh, I was at our church at the Pentecostals of Alexandria. And at that time, uh, in, in fact, even now, um, they have a, not a life-size, but a made-to-scale tabernacle built in the prayer room. And it was Pastor Mangan's vision and passion to pray through the tabernacle. You know, it's wonderful. And the Bible, Bible teaches you how to pray through the tabernacle. So I was uh, alone, uh, it, uh, and usually our prayer rooms are not empty. There's people come in and out and pray, and they leave. But that, that it was, uh, I, I, work on, I worked in the second, my office was in the second floor, and it was a lunchtime, and I didn't feel like going for lunch. So I came down to the prayer room just to pray. It happened to be empty, and I was like, wow, okay. So I prayed through, you know, the outer court, the inner court, the, the laver of water, and, and, and then I went through all of the, Furniture, uh, and, and there's prayers attached to every piece of furniture in the tabernacle. And, and so, you know, prayer to the showbread and, and uh, the altar of incense. And then finally, the Ark of the Covenant, in the, the holiest of holy. So I, I, I pushed back the curtain that separated the holiest of holy from the holy place. And I went in. By the time I, I, I just could feel the presence of God so strong, Sister Wilson. I felt so strong. And I felt that God was there. And he was just going to minister to me. I actually was praying for me, my, my family, uh, the church, my, my pastor, the leadership. I was just praying my normal list that I have, you know. And, and, and I went into the holiest of holies. And I was kneeling there, just overcome by the presence of God. I was crying and praying and talking in tongues. And then the Lord stopped me and said, stop. I stopped. And the Lord said, I, I'm, I'm going 
to show you one little word that will destroy Satan's agenda. Well, I definitely stopped after that. I was like, what? And the Lord said, I'm going to show you one little word that you will use that will destroy Satan's agenda. And I thought, well, I know what that word is. Lord, I know it, it, the word is Jesus. And, and he said, no, it's not. I said, well, <laughs> you better be careful. <laughs> I, mean, I think it is. I mean, what do you mean? He said, of course, that name is the highest name. Above all other names, the greatest name. And the name is a delivering name, a saving name. He said, but that's not the word I'm going to show you. And while it is certainly true biblically that Jesus will be the one to finally destroy the devil, that's not what God was referring to at that moment in that prayer near the Ark of the Covenant where I was kneeling and the Lord whispered and said, I'm going to give you that one word which was a word of judgment against the devil. And if my people would use that word of judgment, it is the word that will expose the enemy. It is a proclamation that will defeat Satan every time that the devil attacks them and attacks my people or their family. That word will destroy them. That word will destroy the devil. That word is a judgment word, a word of proclamation that will expose the devil and protect my people. I said, well, what is that word? And the Lord whispered that the one simple proclamation that will defeat Satan is the simple verdict. He said, this is a word. This is a verdict. The word is a verdict that I've taken against Satan. And that word is liar. And every time the devil comes against him, every time that the devil will come against you, you've got to proclaim that verdict. You proclaim that judgment, liar. And that's it, he's defeated. He's exposed in a second, in an instant. Devil is exposed. And he's set back. Because, the Lord said, because Satan is a liar and a father of lies, keep standing. From the very beginning, Satan has twisted and contorted the truth of God into a lie. Remember, he told Eve, did God really say you cannot eat the fruit? And she was confused and said, well, we can't eat it or touch it. She added to the word. And from the very beginning, Satan's favorite lie has been to declare unclean what God has already made clean. From the very beginning, from the very beginning, Satan's lie was to declare guilty whose sins God has already covered. And there's nothing Satan wants more than to eat away at your faith in Jesus Christ. Satan wants nothing more than for you to forget who you are in Christ. What are we talking about today? The God of our breakthrough. You want a breakthrough? Expose the devil with your lifestyle, with your consecration. Come to church. Come to prayer meeting. Expose him as a liar and a father of lies. You liar. Over and over again. Over and over again, the Bible warns you not to play games with this roaring, lying beast. 
And when he lies, he speaks according to his own nature. He's a liar and a father of lies. The first time Satan appears in Genesis, he lied. And he continued to lie. I believe we need to do what we can to expose the enemy. Well, I'm going to shout out some statements to you. And if you believe it's a lie, I want you to shout it out back to me. All right? I'm not going to be strengthened. You know, let me tell you. I, I, I will not be yoked to a fear mindset anymore. I'm not going to let social media or any other kind of media that, you know, if you're wasting time watching it, I'd just recommend that you listen to worship songs. And, but anyway, if you're, you know, don't... Listen, if, I'm not against social media. You want to go to social media to glorify God, that's fine. But if they're going to fear monger, if they're going to spread fear, if they're going to say, well, there's another one coming, and there's another one coming, there's another... Hey, you know what? All kinds of evil has come and has gone. But I tell you who's really coming. I'll tell you who's coming. Jesus is coming back. And no disease... No sickness will stand in his way. None of it. Because devil, you're a... That's it. That's what you do. That's what you do. I was driving one time, and, and I know I'm asking you to stand because I'm, I'm closing. But I was driving one time uh, from, I think it was from Ohio to another state altogether. And I enjoy driving more than flying. I love it because I love, I enjoy the country and I enjoy looking at the beautiful scenery of green grass or winter crystal, crystallized trees, whatever. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that in Memphis, my goodness. I mean, honestly, it looked like postcards. And so I love that. I love that more than flying. So I was driving and enjoying myself, and all, and all of a sudden I heard this voice. I heard a voice in the car. I'm serious, and I'm not schizophrenic. Um, <laughs> not yet, but anyway, so, so I heard a voice. And the voice said, well, you know that you're going for this meeting and you're going to speak and all, but nothing's going to happen. He's going to fall flat. Liar! Liar! I love Who was that? Oh, girlfriend, you my new best friend. <laughs> I mean, and, and I was sitting there, I was driving and said, oh, it's going to fall flat, you know, because, you know, God's not going to anoint you for this meeting. So I said, uh-huh. And so, but I didn't say that though, sis. I didn't say it. I, I, my whole, it was just completely flat. I was having a great time listening to worship songs and all of that. Uh, I had a, you know, music on my phone. And so I was listening and all of a sudden it just felt flat. I felt discouraged. I felt afraid. Anxiety began to attack my mind. I thought, oh no, maybe I should, I should, you know, maybe I shouldn't preach this. I should speak that and maybe I should do it. And I try to, try to solve it with human, humanism rather than, and the devil kept attacking me and saying, it's going to fall flat. You're, you're not going to be anointed. You're going to be this. You're going to fail. Nobody's going to get the Holy Ghost. Nobody's going to be saved and you're going to be embarrassed and all of that. And I just, and all of a sudden, the, on the other side, Jesus said, he's a liar and a father of lies. So I said, yes, he is. He said, well, what are you going to do about it? So I pulled, I pulled over the car. <laughs> I was on the interstate, but it happened to have a kind of a broad shoulder. Don't ever stop 
if it's a narrow, I am not encouraging you to do stupid things like that, okay? I did it, you don't do it. Because there's this huge trucks going by, you don't, don't pull over to a gas station if you need to stop. Well, I pulled over on the side, it was a huge, and there were not a lot of cars going, so I pulled over, and I got out of the car, and then I went to the passenger seat of the car, the, the, you know, I opened the door, and I said, get out. I actually did that. I don't know what some of the drivers and other, I, 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 maybe they thought, oh, the crazy woman talking to somebody who's not there. I know what I heard in the car. He was accusing me and trying to destroy my faith in Jesus. I stopped the car. I got out, pulled out the passenger door. I said, get out. Liar. Get out. Hit the road. The moment I shouted liar, it disappeared. Whatever that was there was gone. I began to worship God on that shoulder. I said, Lord, he's gone. And the Lord said, every time he comes back, you proclaim that judgment, the verdict, because the verdict is from the kingdom. You are a liar, Jesus said, and a father of lies. I'm not going to let Satan diminish my fervor, my zeal for evangelism for the lost. I'm not going to let him diminish my fervor for worship. How much more, listen, I want to ask you this. How much more power you want to give him? Huh? How much more power you want to turn over to him? Tonight, take back that power. Take back that joy. Take back whatever that you feel that you've given up to him. Take it back. So, here's Satan, maybe in your car, or in your workplace, or in your home, and you've had a big knockdown, drag out fight with your husband, or your kids that don't want to go to church, or the kids that are on drugs, or the husband that doesn't want to believe, or the family member, or the friends that you find it hard to reach. And the devil says, quit, quit church. Your goal to save them is impossible. How's that feel, huh? Liar! Jesus said not to lose heart in doing good, for in due time you will reap if you don't go weary. The devil says you've made a mistake. God has not forgiven you for that because too many times you've done the same mistake over and over again. How many times do you think God's going to forgive you? This time, you are not going to be forgiven. Jesus said that if you confess your sins, he is just and faithful to forgive you from all unrighteousness. You are all alone. Nobody loves you. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you even till the end of time. You're never going to overcome that temptation. You tried. I mean, how many times you want to go and pray for deliverance? 
You thought that you were delivered from it last week, last month, last year. Well, it's back in your life and you're never going to overcome it. God is faithful. When you are tempted, he will show you a way of escape. Your husband will never be saved. Salvation is to me and my household. Your kids will never be delivered from drugs or whatever it's that they're in. <laughs> well, I think they're playing music because they've had enough. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just, I want you to come forward. If you're, if you're visiting with us, come forward. If you are not visiting but you feel that you want a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost and if you've, if you've invited someone here and you believe that they need the baptism of the Holy Ghost or whatever, bring them. I want people to receive. It doesn't matter if you've received it before but you just need a fresh baptism. You come out quickly. Or you've never received it. You need to come out as soon as possible. Come on. As soon. Come on. Bring your visitors. Bring your friends as quickly as possible. Come on. Don't let the devil lie to you now. And if you feel, well, I've already got the Holy Ghost, well, come forward anyway because we're going to pull down some strongholds. If you, have, if you have family members that you need to pray for, if you are going through depression, anxiety, liar, God has given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Can you come, can you come up in front as much as possible? Others are coming. So as close as possible to these stairs and to the stairs. The end of the platform. Hallelujah. If you know someone here that, or if you if you believe, you know what I need to I need to receive the Holy Ghost. I need to be refilled. I need you up in front as soon as possible because I want to pray for you. If you are going through depression, fear, anxiety, I want to pray with you right now because the devil is a liar. The devil has told you you will never be healed. You will never be healed. God is my healer. The devil is a liar. You're a liar. We're going to worship. We're going to worship right now. And then I'm going to ask you to do this. I want you to lift up your hands all over the house. Lift up your hands. We're going to pull down strongholds. You are going to pull down your stronghold. 
And if you feel to pray for somebody, you feel that they need your, then you lay hands on them and pray for them. If you feel to pray for someone right now. God is setting you 
feel condemned. In Jesus' name.
anyone that's still praying. If you're praying, please continue. The Lord's doing a work, and I want him to complete it. But for respect for the others that may be ready to go, remember we do have a dinner served next door, the building next door. You can go out these side doors back here in the back, go across the walkway into the sanctuary doors that you see, go straight through the, those doors to the other doors on the far side of the sanctuary. That'll be the gymnasium, and you'll know where to go from there. And that'll be $10 a person. That will be hamburger, steak, gravy, mashed potatoes, gravy, corn, green beans, all the fixes. I know you want to have that, amen? And tomorrow morning, breakfast tomorrow will not be over there, but will be in our sanctuary, I mean, in our building here that we're at. You will walk through what is the prayer room in the far back. You go past the women's restroom, and that will be the prayer room. And right now they have a ton of merchandise. I know women love to shop. There's a ton of merchandise in there. So as you're going through there to buy merchandise in the morning, there is a breakfast at 8.30. And service will begin at 9.30. Amen. Remember, the morning session begins at 9.30. All right, one more thing. If you haven't, if you haven't registered, we need you to register in the back. So we have a, an exact number of people that are here. This is a gift bag for you. If you have registered and you haven't got this, also please go back there so we know that you're here. A gift bag and your name tag. We got your name tag back there. So please step, step outside right in the, the foyer there and there's a table set up for registration. Get your bag and your name tag and let's go fellowship next door. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.